This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. That was Dodie with In the Middle There, which is a little song about bisexuality. Now, I chose that song for a reason. Yesterday it was Bi Visibility Day, so here on Fubar Radio this week we are celebrating Bi Visibility. And who better do I have with me to, to celebrate being bi? It's the um, amazing Ab- Abigailia Shimon. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I really, really struggled with your name then, which is yeah. funny because I know that was the name of one of your shows in the past. Yeah, I did a show called Abigailia Shimon. It's pronounced Abigailia Shimon. <laughs> and what was a joy about that was then get, having it reviewed and reviewers would spell it wrong all like oh. all over in one person did a whole write-up about the show and spelled my name three different ways within the thing. Wow. So, yeah. So, one day I will do a follow-up show called Abigailia Shaman. It's spelled Abigailia Shaman. <laughs> uh, I love that. So, so you are a comedian. I am a comedian. Uh, tell me tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Oh, and I'm bisexual as well. Uh, I just want to throw that out there because you were like, and who better to have? <laughs> and then immediately it was like, a comedian. It's like, it's not going. Probably should have given that a bit of context. <laughs> but uh, yes, I'm a comedian. Uh, I, uh, I do stand-up. I tell jokes on stories on stage and people laugh. And uh, and yeah, I'm going on tour uh, starting on Friday. It's very exciting for me. That is very exciting. Yeah. That's really really exciting. Yeah. Where where are you taking it? All over the all over the place. All over the place uh, to uh, all the places that I have said I would go. Uh, w- hold on, they'll come to me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so um, I start in Leeds. Uh, so the first three are Leeds, Glasgow. No, sorry, Leeds, then Edinburgh, then Glasgow. And then there's more in between, and then it ends on London on November 1st. So, yeah, I just don't know the order of the rest of them. But, yeah, I'm going to Maidenhead. I've never been to Maidenhead. That's very, I don't think I've been to Maidenhead either. Uh, I got uh, interviewed for a paper um, by someone, and they told me George Clooney owns a house near Maidenhead. So I'm going to invite him, and we'll become <laughs> best friends. I'm sure that'll work yeah. out. I'm sure nothing yeah. will go wrong with that plan. Well, I figure Maidenhead is the best place for me to invite my celebrity fans so they don't get... Like, you know, in London, people will bug them a lot. But, uh, you know, if they come to Maidenhead, uh, people will be more focused on me, I think, than George Clooney. Sure. And why not? And yeah. why not? You know, so let, let's talk a little bit more about your show. Yeah. So so what can we expect other than your lovely self? Um, you can expect in uh, 90 minutes of, of hardcore laughter. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, guaranteed, uh, or your money is mine no matter what. Uh, <laughs> um, it is a show. The show is called Do You Know Who I Think I Am? And it plays a little bit with I, uh, identity and people's assumptions, uh, specifically of me and uh, how I deal with those. Um, also, uh, people's assumptions about... Um, America as I am an American and then at the end of the show I solved the American gun epidemic in 10 easy minutes wow uh, so I'm wow. very proud of that I, uh, I, I already want to buy a ticket and yeah. come to the show just 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 for that yeah, part thank alone you. please do um, I love the whole thing about identity um, and I read a lovely piece of yours I think it was uh, in Gay Star News yes um, and it was about you talking about your own bisexuality and some of the assumptions that people 
people make around yeah. that. And I do want to go into that a bit further, but is that something you touch upon in the show at all? Um, I kind of address it, but not in a huge chunk. Like, yeah. So right now, uh, I, I right now I have a boyfriend. Oh my God, we're applying for a partnership visa. He'll be around for a while, but uh, um, so I have a boyfriend now. But usually, because of the way I look, uh, people assume I'm gay, mm-hmm. and then um, when I tell them actually I'm bisexual, the thing is, is people always want to know how bisexual you are. Yes, and that's the thing that I I talk about a little bit on the show. I don't really dwell on it too much, although I could expound upon it probably a lot more than I do. It's just it's it's funny. It feels like I. I it's usually straight people who ask. It's uh, qu- queer people f- from one dimension to the other usually don't care, but straight people I find are just obsessed with who's putting what where they really really are that, yeah they really are yeah and so uh so yeah it's a little poking fun at that and the test one has to yes uh, you know how bi are you you know uh, I, I know a lot of um bi people who when they get into a relationship with one partner or the other people stop almost saying that they're bisexual so if it's a it's a female and they get into a relationship with another woman they're like oh so you're a lesbian then you're not actually bisexual yeah. and it seems to be entirely dependent on the relationship that that person is currently in which i find very bizarre and frustrating i i kind of i'll be honest i did that <laughs> for a little while and um just because it's it, quite frankly i don't think anyone is doing anything but trying to make their own life easier. Yeah, sure. You know, to just be like, oh, I've been with this woman for 10 years, so uh, I am a gay person. But uh, I listened, uh, a friend of mine who is um, bisexual, she said something very astute, and she's married to a woman, um, and she mentioned that, like, for some reason people think that once you settle down with either gender as a bisexual person, that means you picked a team. Hmm. And I don't think attraction to people doesn't go away whether you're with someone or not. Like, don't I love my boyfriend, but I love looking at other people who aren't my boyfriend. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to do. He doesn't listen to <laughs> anything I do live, so we're fine to. <laughs> he's say not that. listening. No, okay, he's good. Not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I, I I absolutely agree with you, and I think it forms such a huge part of our identity because it's not just about who we're dating you know even if it's just you know talking to your friends or you know you watch a movie and I think all of that like attraction to each sex and everybody I think it really does affect you as a person and I think it is a massive part of a person's identity so I don't I don't understand why people want people to shed that just because they are in a relationship I just think people like boxes yes people like because, I mean, you're you're in show business. I'm in show business. <laughs> What's the Callum pitch? What's the five-minute elevator pitch about you? You know? Yeah. We, we do it to ourselves all the time in one way or the other. And I think people are just like, how do I make it a more simple, pretty square? Mm. But it's not fun to be a, a, a pretty square. It's not. And I think people also don't want you to deviate outside of it. Like I've always said, I am a gay man. And I quite I, I love the identity of being a gay man. Yeah. But if I was to, you know, walk down the street tomorrow and see a beautiful woman and go oh my gosh I find her really really attractive I think in a way that I would still like to keep my identity as a gay man you know just because one person has come along that I'm attracted to I don't think that would automatically make me bisexual do you know what I mean so I feel like people love to box us in and then say you have to stick to that definition and you are not free to 
you know, deviate outside of that in any way. And we're asked to pick that definition so young. Yes. Like, because sexuality is a fluid thing. You know, people people can swing from one branch to the other at any point in their life. And the fact that it's like, you've hit puberty, now pick pick what you want to be. <laughs> Come on. And we're, you're, we're, you're like, wait, I'm a, I'm a, I wasn't ready yet. I'm still... I'm still just excited when I see any amount of skin. What does that mean? Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, how do you feel about um, like bisexuality and pansexuality? Because I know a lot of different um, bisexual people fall on, have different kind of opinions about this. I have my own opinion, but okay. I'm going to hold that back for a second. Okay. Uh, here's where you... I, do you do you are you honest about how old you are? Yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm 29. Okay, okay. So you're not okay. I'm 33. So we're just uh, at the cusp right there. So maybe you can explain it to me <laughs> because to me, uh, I'm not precious about between the words bisexuality and pansexuality. Yeah. Um, I feel like pansexuality is just the cooler term. For the younger generation. Yeah. And I could be totally wrong, but in all of my, like, reading and talking to people I know who identify as pansexual, I can't quite figure out how they're different. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not completely precious on the, on the names, nor do I have the knowledge to really debate them. So what do you think who I, has, clearly has an opinion? <laughs> I do have an opinion. I think, I mean, I do think they're both very useful terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have bisexual friends who, by the technical definitions, would actually be pansexual. But right. they prefer to use the bisexual definition because they've always used that and they feel more comfortable with that. And maybe they feel it more, it suits them yeah. a little bit more, you know, because pansexuality is just kind of being attracted to all genders, which I kind of find that most bisexual people are yeah. when it comes down to it. Whereas bisexuality is a, an attraction to two genders, which I find really interesting because people are now equating bisexuality to mean, oh, if I'm a man and I'm attracted to men and non-binary people, that makes me bisexual, which I actually disagree with yeah. because I think we're almost changing the definition of words. And I think this is where it gets really muddy well, and complicated. I, as you're explaining this to me, and thank you for that, that was very helpful, um, you know how we talked about picking teams early? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, it's not that non-binary people didn't exist when I was 18, yeah. but it wasn't a thing that was really talked about in my circles uh, where I grew up in Ohio, or even when I moved to New York City, uh, I moved to New York at 18. I didn't know what non-binary yeah. was in 2004. So that option wasn't, it, it wasn't even a part of my decision making mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, like so much of what I do now is around LGBT plus advocacy. But if even I jump back 10 years, I wouldn't have known what non-binary was. I I barely even knew anything about, you know, being trans. I I barely knew anything about being gay, if I'm honest, you know, like I feel like there is so much to learn. And I do think it's I think it's really important that we're constantly, you know, I guess, updating our terms, updating the language we use. But I think also like there is something quite special and important about you know, preserving identities as well. Because at the end of the day, these labels are just things that we can use to aid yeah. us and we shouldn't be letting them box us in, yeah. I guess. I think, I, well, it's what... Here, okay, I'll let you in. Cause I, I like you, Callum. I'll tell you <laughs> okay, something. Thanks. I never tell people in an interview. Okay. Uh, my real name is not Abigailia. Oh, okay, yeah, wow. It's Abigail. And Abigail is a nickname I got when I was a kid. 
and uh, I changed. Uh, I didn't. It's a nickname, and then I kept it as my real name. Yeah. I've never legally changed my name. My name's uh, on all legal documents. I'm Abigail. In life, I'm Abigailia. Now, I bring that up because I, the reason why I don't tell people is because it just baffles them that I have. I go by a name that my parents didn't give me, and they're like. That's more, that's complicated. That's yeah. harder. And they're like, so you just like chose it? And I'm like, well, I, no, someone gave it to me, but I kept it. And you go by that like all the time? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but it's not your real name. And I'm like, no, it's my real name. Yeah. I definitely, it's my real name. And they're like, no, but it's not your real, real name. And I'm like, I don't, like I changed it when I was 11. So it kind of is. I don't yeah. know how much more... I need to do in order for my name to be Abigailia. And yeah. my point is, is I, some people get so hung up on words or what we call ourselves. Yeah, some people are so like, you're either bisexual or you're not, or you're pansexual or you're not, or you're straight or you're gay. You have to pick one. You have to pick one. And, uh, or you can just be like, I'm comfortable just calling myself whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think the ownership is on each individual person to decide what how they want to identify and then from there they can find their tribe you know i love that so so much um and um, you know i kind of think um that if we really think about it the fact that we all kind of go by the name that our parents give us at birth and stick yeah. with it for life i think that in itself is a little bit strange when you really think about it it's this name that's been assigned to us and then we stick to it for life you know yeah. I, I, I i quite like when people you know go you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go by this name and pick their own name you know when trans people do it we don't question it yeah when they change their identity and they change their name to go with it so you know i i fully respect and i think it's really cool when people decide to change their name for whatever reason even if it's just for fun yeah i love that thanks um, I wanted to ask a little bit about, I know this was part of your show, one yeah. of your shows in the past, about there was a period in your life where you thought that you may be male. Uh, yeah, so this is in this show. Um, I, When I was a kid, I, I really wanted to be a dude. And uh, I just, like... Like, I'm a woman. I present as a woman. I identify as a woman. I like being a woman. But I just wanted... Specifically, a penis so badly. Sure, I'd, okay. just, just for exploratory purposes, yeah. I think I just want to know what one was like to you specifically. I wanted to go on a jog. Uh, I wanted to go on a run. I wanted to see what that would be like. <laughs> and when a friend, a guy friend of mine, was like, "Your first day as a man, you go on a run. You don't have sex or masturbate." That's when I was like, "Maybe I'm not a man." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I was so curious about it, and I specifically. Um, my biggest role model uh, for, like, my favorite actor when I was a kid was Will Smith. God love Will Smith. I, I, he's so good. He's so funny in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which yeah. probably doesn't hold up. I haven't gone back to check. I will remember it as perfection. <laughs> I was in love with I had the biggest crush in him in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. so good. Mm, oh, yeah. And then he made, like, the best action movies. Like, yeah. Independence Day. Yeah, 100%. It's so good. So good. It's so good. And now he's a bad genie but <laughs> things change you know like I wanted to be Will Smith and now I'm like you know what I'm glad I, I don't need to be blue female <laughs> Abigail 
What a journey. Yeah, you, it really was. You went on there. Um, so your show is coming up very soon. This Friday? Yeah. This Friday, I'm at the Carriage Works in Leeds, and then I go to The Stand uh, in Edinburgh, and then in Glasgow, and then I am at uh, Maidenhead, Aberdeen, Newcastle, Brighton, Guildford, uh, Salford Lowry and the last show is in London and that is also the album launch for this show. Very very well remembered there. You definitely didn't read that off I a screen. I definitely <laughs> didn't do that at all. Um, if people want to get tickets to come and see you, where can they do that? Um, they can go to abigalia.com slash tour or abigalia.com. It's pretty easy to find. It's not a big website. You've not hidden it. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so if you go there and you spell my name, A-B-I-G-O-L-I-A-H, yeah. I almost just out of habit started to give my email address. I don't know if you heard that. I was like, you give us that. Ah, no, I don't, I don't want to give you that. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. We're going to be playing some fun games, all in the theme of bisexuality. Great. Coming up very soon. But before we do that, let's have a little bit more music. So this is Graveyard Halsey. That was Graveyard by Halsey there. All of our songs this week are by bisexual artists. We kicked off the this, this show with Dodie as well. Um, we're going to play a game now, Abigailia. I love games. <laughs> you got really excited there. I, I was. I, I, I was that. drinking my water. I almost did a spit take, but I don't want to ruin the beautiful equipment. Um, so this game is called Queers Throughout the Years. Okay. Um, now, in front of me, I have six facts. And they're all about bisexuality. But some of them aren't facts at all. Some of them have been completely fabricated. Okay. And together, we are going to have to work out which ones of these are true and which ones of these are false. Okay. So I do not have the answers in front of me. The lovely producers will be whispering in my ears. Um, so, yeah, should we should we dive right yeah, in? Yeah, I'm a little nervous to get them wrong <laughs> as a bisexual person on the show. I feel like now, like, you know, in... In the States, during Black History Month, yes. we actually study black history during that month, that oh, month alone. That. Now I wish we had a bisexual week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just study well, <laughs> People don't know this, but Abigail Adams uh, was um, bisexual, and so was Betsy Ross. Okay. Well, I've, n- I've not actually looked at these yet, but they, okay. can, get, they can get quite obscure, so, okay. so I wouldn't worry about, right. um, uh, yeah, about that. Um, okay, the first one is... The word bisexual can be traced back to 1824, very specific. However, back then its definition was slightly different. It meant having both sexes in one being, a hermaphrodite. Though I don't think hermaphrodite is a politically correct term, um, so I'm going to change that to intersex, so an intersex person. Okay. Um, I am going to go with false because I... Isn't the word bi like that specific thing right there? Isn't that from the Greek? Just that part? Yes. Yeah, so it wouldn't it would mean it wouldn't make sense for it to mean that, right? To to mean intersex? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it. I guess bisexual. No, because you have two sexes within your sexuality. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> I, can, I can see the cogs working yeah, away in your head. I'm just like, in my head, I immediately went, no, it's from the Greek. But maybe that's because um, I know that there were they were a lot more fluid in their sexuality in that were, culture. Uh, that's true. So I got to think that there was a word for that then. But maybe they were like so woke back then that they were like, we, we don't, don't need terms. Yeah, we, we don't, don't need terms. That's we're just, interesting. 
<laughs> like, are, so how do you identify? I identify as Greek, baby. No big deal. <laughs> but then they were, but even though they were so like fluid with their sexuality and stuff, I know that there were some things like, I'm probably going to get this completely wrong now, but there was, I think there was a thing where men would be expected to date men for a certain point and then they would like re- reach maturity and then start dating women. So it wasn't like you're gay, I'm straight. It was like a little bit of everything for everyone. Everybody's bi. Everyone has to have a go at both or something. I think that's I've really probably cute. made that up. I've probably made that up. <laughs> entirely i always get my facts wrong i hope that's true that <laughs> I hope like... it's true <laughs> <laughs> um so we like, oh. <laughs> at your bat mitzvah instead of like reading the holy text it's like you get to have sex with these people <laughs> and then when you're 18 there'll be another coming of age and you'll get to have sex with people of the opposite sex <laughs> sounds like a great way to live yeah. if i'm being honest it sounds brilliant <laughs> Um, so are we are we thinking false for this false. one? I'm going to go uh, false. Yeah, I think it's too heavy on the info as well. That yeah. feels like a, yeah. yeah. We are saying that this one is absolutely false. Ah. ah, it was true. Um, so it did mean intersex in 1824, and then in 1914 it came to its current meaning. Oh. There, there must have been another word for bisexuality before that. There must have been, surely. I would uh, like to think so. Well, as my uh, 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 southern American kinfolk would say, yeah, there's another word for it. It's called greedy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that? I think it's a bit silly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, all right, our next one. Two bisexuals in a relationship with each other is known as a tandem bisexual. This is not real. That's, I'd ref- this is cannot I, be real. Someone tweeted that once and it got a bunch of retweets, but no one has brought it on as a term. That cannot, yeah, <laughs> I, that, I, I, that, I refuse. <laughs> I, I also refuse that. That one has to be flat out false straight away. And the answer is, it is false. And it was, as you ah! said, it was a tweet that was popular on Bi Visibility Day a few years ago. Um, I do like that though, tandem bisexual. I don't. I mean, as like a cute little like yeah, hashtag, but not as a real thing. But yeah, I wouldn't be like mm, tandem bisexual. <laughs> Okay, our next one. The pansexual flag was created in 2010 and features two of the colours from the bisexual flag and one different one. Oh, I'm really bad with the flags. Wait, sorry. Say that again because I was I was reading something. <laughs> <laughs> I was I not paying attention. attention. <laughs> um, the pansexual flag was created in 2010 and it features two of the colours from the bisexual flag and then one different one. See, I'm really bad with the flags. I, oh, the the buy one is blue, purple, pink. pink. Is it pink? I thought it was purple and pink. Just purple and pink Which and blue. There's a blue. I think there's, there's probably a blue. A blue. There's probably <laughs> there's probably like a little dusting of blue. I'm know. so bad with them. If you put them all in front of me and ask me which was which, I would not be able to tell you. Now, because I am also very bad with them, but in my head, there's brown in one of them. Is there? Maybe. Yeah. I want to say yes, perhaps. I think it's... Are we guessing the... No, it's true or false. Yeah. What, what's... I, and I would guess it's probably true because that sounds very plausible that yeah. it could be similar to the bisexual flag, but they've changed it up slightly yeah. to be more inclusive, I guess. Yeah. I want to say... There's no more inclusive <laughs> color than purple, though. It's true. Every, everyone's welcome in purple. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to say true... Yeah, let's go true. Yeah, we let's are saying true. that this is completely true. 
Yay! And it is true. Yes. The bisexual flag is pink, blue, and purple. Nailed it. Okay. And the pansexual flag is pink, blue, and yellow. I can okay. see it in my mind. Oh, there we yes. Go. There, there we go. go. They, they're showing them to us on screens. That's why we're going, oh, yes, of course, for all those listening at home. Being like, <laughs> you have no idea what's, what's going happening. on. What's happening? All right, our next one. In ancient Rome, gender did not determine whether a sexual partner was acceptable as long as a man's enjoyment did not affect another man's integrity. Ooh. Ooh. Gosh, that that's an odd way to think about it, isn't it? Yeah, but their own self-integrity or, like, society's pressures on them. So it's a, it did not affect another man's integrity. So I don't understand how me having sex with a man would then affect that man's integrity over there. So, okay, so the two men having sex are not the men's integrity we're speaking of? I think so. I think No, it's like that the- can't be right. <laughs> it's got to be... Oh, so the person you're having sex, sex with, as with. long as it doesn't affect their integrity. Yeah. Like, that's the doctor. You can't be having sex with the doctor because... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's the thing, because doctors uh, don't like sex. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> they absolutely hate it. <laughs> um, um, well, I, I'm going to say that is true, because that's one of those bonker things that they, yeah. like, someone in, in the rules-making panel was gay, and they were like, I got to figure out a way around this. <laughs> and everyone else was just a closed-minded bigot being like, stone them! And they're like, or, or... <laughs> <laughs> Put down the stones, guys. Put down I've the stones. Got another idea. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm with you. I think this is true. Bizarre as it is, I yeah. think it absolutely is true. Um, and the answer is it is true. Yay! It was socially acceptable for a freeborn Roman man to want sex with both female and male partners as long as he took the penetrative role. <laughs> oh, wait, but wait, I don't understand. So a Roman man can have sex with another man so long as that man's not Roman. <laughs> Is that the rule? Yes. <laughs> right, that is bonkers. I, I love history. Yeah. Isn't history fun? Yeah. Okay, let's do one more. In a 19th So, so, yeah, so the, Romans, the Romans were like around during Jesus' time, right? But Jesus wasn't a Roman. He was a Nazarite person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a Roman could have sex with Jesus. Yes, absolutely. That's legal. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's Thank sanctioned in the Bible, It's I sanctioned believe. in the Bible. I just wanted to put that out there, <laughs> that that's the rule. Some people go by another rule, but no, that is that, the that rule. That is the rule. Wait, yeah. was Ro- Romans and Jesus at the same time? I, they were in the cartoons I watched about Jesus as a child, so yeah. They're the ones who, who crucified him. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, they wore the hats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got the hats with the brush on them to clean uh, up after yeah, having sex to, yeah. with <laughs> the 12 apostles. <laughs> <laughs> Doubting uh, Thomas was sure about one thing. <laughs> I feel like we have a really good handle of, of history in this room yeah. between us. Uh, God help the future generations. Yeah. Uh, okay, in a 1976 interview with Playboy, David Bowie said that being bisexual was the worst thing to ever happen to him. No way is that true. No way is that true. What year was this? 1976. I understand that Bowie was a very proud and open bisexual. Yeah. Even in 1976. I just wonder if this is one of those tricksy ones where it's like, 
uh, true, but then he said, blah, 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 blah. Do they ever do yeah. that at this game? I, I don't think, well, well, let's go false, because I don't think he'd mean it. Put it that way. Yeah, but, I, but I'm kind of with you, and I think yeah. you might be right. I think he might have been like, oh, yeah, being bisexual is the worst thing to happen to me. I have all this sex all yeah. the time. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it might, they might be trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. But we, what we are sure of whether it's true or false, is that he did not mean it. Yeah. And that's our because answer. Because him and Mick Jagger had a steamy, steamy little friendship. Did, did, did they? Was that's that, a huge show? rumor. Is that a, is that a thing? Oh, it's not, it's not confirmed, but it, yeah, it's a big rumor. Have you ever seen <laughs> the music video that they did of Dancing in the Street? Uh, n- they no. did a duet yeah. of Dancing in the Street, and they are singing to each other so hard that you're just like... They totally did make. They that's, yeah, that's that. a rumor. I love that. That's a rumor. I, I really hope that's true. I hope it is too. I, that's Mick, just confirmed. If that you're it listening, is. call in. <laughs> Please call, call in. Call in. Um, so yeah, we we're, we're saying. I don't think it matters if we're saying true or false. Yeah. Because we're 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 confident that we have the right answer. And it is. It is false. Oh. He actually said it was the best thing. Ah, yes. there we go. But in an interview seven years later, he said it was the biggest mistake he ever made. Oh, this is, he's a very, he's, he's a very brilliant man. He's a very interesting man. But we have to remember, at one point, he made everyone call him the Duke and lived off milk and peppers. So we can't trust everything he says <laughs> all the time. Um, apparently, it was because um, when he said that it, he loved being bisexual, um, it really negatively affected his sales at the oh, time. That's... So that's why he then later regretted it. But that makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's really rough to be like, oh, I can't be an out and proud person because... I won't get enough, um, yeah, enough money. Yeah, because the the people in Devon won't buy my records. <laughs> Devon, of De- all places. I, I just pulled it out. Well, I, I, I think we learned a lot with this game. Yeah. I will I will retain none of this information. No. But it was it was it was very fun. Yeah. Um, shall we have a little bit more music? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do a bit of Ooh La La, Goldfrap. Let's talk a little bit more about all the things that you are up to. Because I, yeah. underst- I understand that you are a very busy woman. I'm so busy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I, I, I do all the things. And you completely cleared your schedule to yeah, be here I, with I me, did. which was I very did. generous. And- well, to be honest, it's really nice to be uh, on your show and talking about uh, my tour show. Do you know who I think I am? Out this Friday. Uh, all over the you. country. Getting that plug. Uh, just doing, doing my thing. <laughs> but uh, I have been working on a partnership visa to to um, uh, be with my boyfriend here in the UK. Yeah. And I have been doing nothing but collating my entire life into one PDF oh my to God. send to the home office. Because you have to prove that your relationship is legitimate. Is yeah. that how that works? Yeah. So here, the way you do that, if no one's ever gone to a partnership visa, the way it works is... Uh, you make a scrapbook of your entire life together from your texts to your photos to your bank statements to your rent to uh, to uh, uh, your gas and electric. You make this huge, huge scrapbook and then you pay the home office thousands of pounds to read it. And if they like your scrapbook, they put a sticker in your passport. And are you graded on like how pretty your scrapbook is? Like, do you need to make so, it beautiful? Because I I've made a table of contents, which my I, boy 
boyfriend is like, this is over. <laughs> this is too much. But, uh, but yeah, so that's what I was doing all day today. And then it got very exciting because this afternoon I got merchandise made for my uh, for to sell out my tour. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. So in the t- tour, I talk about uh, a lot about how to be confident and how uh, I have learned to be confident. And one time when I was a little girl, uh, my mom had one of those days where she didn't like her face. Okay. Uh, you know, you don't feel, you know, you, when you look in the mirror and you start pulling your face uh, back, y- yeah. like you're like, this will be a better idea. Just, just for yeah. context, she's doing that right yeah. now. She's, yeah, it's just pull your face back. You know how people do. And I, I, I told my mother, I was like, mom, I, I think I was like 11 or 12 at the time. I was like, mother, I do this every day and you should do it too. You look in the mirror and you go, look at this face, look at this face, flawless. And, uh. And that, and it's been a running joke. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is a, a real thing that happened. It's been a running joke between me and my mom for <laughs> since the last fifteen years. And uh, so now I actually had little pocket mirrors, like hand mirrors made. Oh, I love it. That say, look at this face, look at this face, flawless. That is incredible. Yeah, I put them on my uh, Instagram story. It's not bragging. I'm on Instagram. And uh, Go on, plug the handle. Yeah, yeah. Plug the handle. At Abigail, if you can spell it, you can find it. And <laughs> uh, uh, immediately my mom wrote me and she's like, can I? Can I have one? And I was like, oh. I was like, oh, I've already got yours in the mail. Like, <laughs> obviously, you're gonna get one. Mom. I'm gonna be like, sorry, it's five pounds. You can order it <laughs> off my website. You have to pay international shipping. Yeah. What a lovely story. I'm amazed that as because you said you were what eight years old, nine years old. Uh, sorry, when I did the look at this face, yeah, yeah. I was eleven. I think in my head, I was eleven. Every, anything happened to me, I yeah, was 11, you were 11 years old. Because that seems like the middle ground. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I was like preteen. Maybe I was a little younger. I'm but yeah, I was quite a creative child. Yeah. The fact that you could, like, where did you, where would a child even pull such a thing from? I know exactly where it came from. And uh, no one else has figured this out yet. Uh, it, I used to love watching Will and Grace on NBC. Uh, yeah, yeah. And J- Jack would go flawless all the time right and so that's where i got it from but like i've done this show now quite a bit like it started in edinburgh i've done it a few times through this year and now i'm taking it out on its official tour and i've just claimed it and no one has come up to me afterwards (laughs) being like i know you took that from will and grace's just jack and uh but yeah i think that's how i got the idea for it i, f- I feel like maybe you shouldn't have confessed that on radio yeah there's gonna be like copyright people coming for you now no but really, he never really said look at this face look at this face right, flawless okay. he'd just go flawless and flawless and alone jack. is a word yeah. you can't you can't just copyright yeah. an entire yeah. world yeah no it wasn't his catchphrase his catchphrase was just jack just jack so and these little mirrors are going to be available at your tours. Yeah, I'm very excited about it because uh, I've never sold merch before because uh, I've never had a reason. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm, but I really like them. Like I'm like I think they're so cute that I'm like oh I could give one to my mom and I could give one to my mother-in-law <laughs> and I think my friend Beck would. And then I'm like no 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 you didn't buy these you <laughs> give these away. I'm like what if they're just a really nice person in the front row? Maybe I'll just give them a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> not not a very. I was gonna say not a very very good business person no that feels like an insult i feel like i've got business like ideas but then when i have a chance to execute them you just get too excited or or you could just isn't presents fun (laughs) i absolutely love that 
Um, we are going to be reacting to our lovely listeners' sex confessions very, very shortly. How do you feel about that? I'm into this. I'm very into it too. Um, if you are listening and you would like to send in your confessions or just any questions about sex and relationships, then you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com and we will be back very shortly to react to those. Let's have a bit more music. This is Harry Styles, Ever Since New York. Abigailia. Yes. I understand that as well as being a comedy mastermind, yes. that you are also a yoga teacher. I am. Yeah. So, so how th- those things don't go together at uh, all. No, that's why I only <laughs> do them one at a time. Yeah, uh, yeah I am. Um, I was certified in 2008 as a Bikram yoga instructor, which okay. is a hot yoga. And I taught yoga all while I lived in New York. That was like my day job as I was trying, struggling to become a stand-up comic. And it was the worst. I, teaching is great. And I, I, I call myself semi-retired now because every once in a while I teach, but I can't really commit to a, cl- a full-time class anymore. But... Um, when I started, the way it works with any job, when you become a new teacher, you get the shit uh, uh, hours. Yeah, of course. So I would teach at 6 a.m. in the morning and 8 p.m. at night because those are the ones no one wants to teach. Yeah. Then go to an open mic at 11. Oh, wow. At night. Wow. And stay up till like 2, sleep for a couple hours, wake back up, go to 6, sleep during the middle of the day. My friend was like, what? you're like a jungle cat. It all is- you do is sleep, <laughs> eat, and stretch. And I was like, yeah, that's all I, I do. I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I have a question about hot yoga, the, the, yeah. the Bikram yoga. Yeah. Is it actually supposed to be hot? Yeah. Because I used to go to, people were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like doing yoga in a sauna. And I went to one, and it was, like, mildly warm at best. And I feel like I was going to a really bad place. Um, like, it was, like, three degrees hotter than normal. No, no. Well, some people do, like, warm vinyasa flow. or I, It really, the thing is, is there, it's not officially mandated how hot it's supposed to be. Yeah. In Bikram yoga, especially because Bikram, although he's quite a quite a character but that's a story for a different time he's very much like uh i kill you for 90 minutes so you can live for 90 years that's what he always used to say he was like very hardcore like turn up the heat as much as possible and so most bikram teachers keep it like really hot if you go to like uh like hot yoga flow or hot hatha i can't guarantee what you're gonna get i go to a studio now that offers regular yoga and um hot yoga and their hot yoga classes are not hot enough for me i'm I'm always like one one morning it was it was hot and everyone was dying and i was like i finally feel alive god yeah (laughs) well uh that that was very interesting but we are not here to talk about yoga i don't even know why i brought that up that's fine (laughs) Uh, let's do some sex confessions so thank you so much to everyone who has sent these in abigailia would you like to read the first one uh yes uh so sex confession number one uh, my first time having sex was with a sex worker who I paid. Sometimes I feel ashamed of that. But it was actually a really, really great way to get introduced to sex by someone who really knew what they were doing. It, I oh. love, I love that. Yeah, that's the end of that one. Um, I, why would you feel ashamed of, 
I I feel like it's anything that you try for the first time. Like if I was to go, I don't know, snowboarding for the first time, I wouldn't mind like paying an instructor to do that with me. That's you know? actually like, a really good point. Yeah. Everyone hires a, a snowboard instructor. Yeah, nobody just goes, you know what, I'm just going to go snowboarding and yeah. just try on my own. So like what's wrong with paying for a sex worker for the first time? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I am, um, but there's a lot of stigma around it. So yeah, I wonder if this person... I wonder how many of their friends know that they did this and mm. how many of their friends make fun of them for it. I bet a lot and I bet people are ridiculously judgmental about yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I don't like that. I bet the shame is brought on by other people's reaction because uh, as this person is saying, they're like, uh, you know, it was a really great experience because I was with someone who knew what they were doing. Um, I bet they walked away being like, I've... I figured out how to do this the right way. Yeah. Let me go tell everyone. And then they are the people that have brought on the shame. Yeah. I feel like it's it's the same with anything like that where people feel shame. It's always from, you know, it's from the external. It's from how people react to it. Yeah. yeah. It, re it rarely ever comes from within. Yeah. Um, so I say good for this person. Yeah. Um, well done you. Yeah. Um, live your best life. You've, yeah. You've 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 had a valuable experience there and you've learned something. Yeah. So. Nothing Which is more than I can say about my first sexual experience. <laughs> I walked away confused yep. and just worried. <laughs> it was not nice. I, yeah, I remember feeling all of those things. I remember texting a friend afterwards and I was like, it didn't taste like I thought it was going to. That, that, that was my confusion. <laughs> I lost my virginity on prom night in a cornfield in Ohio. Wow. And that is the most American thing I've ever done. <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. What, what a way to lose yeah. it. In a cornfield. Yeah, in a cornfield. He had a blanket. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, Good thank for you. you. Um, okay, our next one. It was my sixth form ball and my teacher's last day. I went back to hers. Whoa. Oh! I, I, is that allowed? Like, you've officially finished sixth form? How so old are you? Sixth form, if you were finishing, you would be 18. It's not illegal, but I think it's questionable. I think, but in, in sixth form, like one of my teachers was only like 23. Yeah. So there would have been a very small age gap. And if I had left school, you know, I, I, is it all? I, I, it's just <laughs> so. You're like, I'm, in, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's clearly fine. Yeah. And yet you bring up a good point. Like the teachers probably weren't like much older. And even like if you're 18, you're 18. But. It just seems like, in my head, I'm like, have they been flirting all year? Probably. Like, that's And that it. does make me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like, has there been a little, like, side-eye glance, like, all through fall semester, and then come spring, it was like, you're a man, you're a man. now. Let's or, go. Yeah. What I will say is that, I, obviously, like, I can't tell the person's intonation or anything, but, but there's three exclamation marks yeah. here. I feel like this person is very happy and proud about that. Yeah. So... And they were of age, so I'm going to say, you know what, you're happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. I'm going to say, everything was above board, this is fine, good for you. I am happy for you <laughs> as I squirm uncomfortably in my seat, good yeah, person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you like to read this next one? Abdullah? Yeah. Fucked my ex this week. Sue me. I'll be on Tinder if you need me. Wow. Wow. Straight in. Straight to the point. I've, I've, I've had sex with lots of exes. I think this person was uh, deep into the alcohol when they sent this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this, this is this is the. This is what they admit to you, Callum, before they text someone else going, you up? Like, that's the level we're at. 
I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I feel like as well, like with having sex with exes, you can do it in a really healthy way. Yeah. And you can do it in a really unhealthy way. I'm really good at the unhealthy I'm way. I'm really good at the I unhealthy way. I was going to say, you tell me about this healthy way. <laughs> I've heard about the healthy way. Have they? You know what? My, uh, uh, my boyfriend is one of those people who becomes friends with his exes. Mm. Like, oh. I don't, are you one of these I people? I kind of am. I am not. Kind of am, yeah. I, I, I left all of them in New York, and that is where they'll stay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> They're not allowed to leave. Yeah, Tom's like, you never talk about your exes. I'm like, well, why would you? And then he's like, Jenny's coming over for dinner. And I'm like, I love Jenny. <laughs> no, but she, honestly, they're like really, really lovely people. But uh, yeah, I guess if you become friends and you guys get into like a chilled place, like then it then it would be healthy to do? I think I think for the, I, I have had sex in what I would consider a healthy way with some exes before and I think it's very much been when I feel like all of the emotional romantic connection has gone. Yeah. And it's not like we're pretending it's gone. It's like it literally yeah. has gone. We're just friends and it's like, well, we had fun. It's a Friday night. We've both got nothing better to do so yeah. let's do each other. Yeah. Can yeah, we, I think that would be good. It kind of works. I don't think this person did it in a healthy way. No? no. Yeah, I feel like Sue no. me. Sue me. Sue is... me. I'll be on Tinder. <laughs> right there. We've all been there, mate. It is a lot. Um, well, Abigail, that brings us up right up until the end of the show. Uh, it's been so much fun chatting with it's you. It's been amazing having you here. Um, I'm going to make you tell us every single place you're going to be doing your tour oh, again. Oh, good. Don't worry, because I've committed <laughs> them all to memory. So on Friday, I'll be at Leeds Carriage Works Theatre. Uh, on Sunday, I'll be at The Stand in Edinburgh. Uh, Monday, The Stand in Glasgow. Then after that, I'm in Maidenhead. Aberdeen, Newcastle, Brighton, Guildford, Salford, and then London will be the album launch of the show we're talking about. Do you know who I think I am? Can be pre-ordered at abaglia.com slash shop. Amazing. So if you do live in any of those places, you should absolutely go along to one of your shows and get one of these amazing mirrors. I'm yes, I'm so excited about them. <laughs> um, you have been an incredible guest. I can't thank you enough for oh, coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, I hope our paths will cross again Yes, soon. for sure. I'm going to play you out with the amazing Tally Spear. This is Scatterbrain. See you later. Great. You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com.